Hello and welcome all you ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Wanda's and Visions to Marvelous Movie Mondays. I need to put this on there. There we go. For all our viewers, there's our, our title. <laughs> yeah, I felt like something was missing. Yeah, I was like, we're just on a blank brick wall. But now we have a nice banner overhead. We have all our plugs on the bottom for where you can find us, which we'll plug at the end of the show. But Kelsey, how, how are you doing? Uh, I'm Dylan. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey and I'm doing great, Dill. I'm having right. a great day. Yeah, uh, we're having a real good, bleh, real great day because we got some more Marvel Vision, uh, WandaVision. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Isn't it? One of those days, yeah. We'll try to keep it as short as possible, but if we go on tangents or, or screw up some words and have to go back and uh, rephrase ourselves, reiterate what we were trying to say, it's because of that. Because it's been a long day, because we got a lot of great stuff to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to dissect today. Um, but first... We are going to bring some Marvel headlines. I know this week's news was a little less than last week's. You know, last week we got some big news. Uh, but this week we will be getting some Marvel headlines from Kelsey and Dill. So let's start off. Uh, Kelsey, why don't you start us off again? Give us your Marvel headline of the week. Well, I have some more Thor Love and Thunder news. Okay. Uh, another cast member has seemingly been confirmed. He kind of confirmed it for us like a, a long while ago. He accidentally dropped it in a live stream, but... Uh, Chris Pratt has also been spotted in Australia, as right. was Matt Damon last week. So there we go again. We might see some Peter Quill action in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Which well, is as, we, as we know, Thor is now with the Guardians, so it would make sense. The um, Asgardians, if you the will. The Asgardians of the galaxy. Um, so I, I do think we're going to see a lot of Thor in Guardians, but I think we'll also see Guardians in Thor. I do hope they still make it Thor's movie. I hope they keep it uh, kind of contained to Thor's story because uh, I know Natalie Port Portman has a big role. Christian Bale is signing on as the villain. So I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, movie as long as they don't clutter it with too much stuff. But, you know. I mean, I trust Taika Waititi with, like, my life, I think. So I think right. it's going to be it's going to be as good as, if not better, than Thor Ragnarok. At least I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll do some Marvel rankings down the line on the show, so you all will hear our opinions on all the other Marvel movies that came before, uh, and you'll, you'll find that maybe Kelsey and I don't necessarily agree on the Thor Ragnarok, uh, love, but you know, that's another opinion for another time. <laughs> I wasn't aware that you didn't enjoy Thor Ragnarok as much as I did, Jill. I Very interesting. Okay, yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much as you, but I did enjoy it. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll cross that bridge on uh, a different show. Uh, so my headline, <laughs> you might want to take one last sip of water because I don't want to have any spit takes here. Okay, <laughs> I will put, I'll put my tea down. This is not anything anything in the future. This is an article about now, but uh, or from now about the past. So um, we we obviously see Paul Bettany is in the limelight now because of Vision and because of you know this show. Uh, he's doing a lot of interviews, um, and he did one for Lights, Camera, Barstool, which is another podcast. Go check him out. Um, and he did a little interview, and he was talking about Age of Ultron, because that's the first time you see Paul Bettany as Vision, not as Jarvis, but as Vision. And uh, <laughs> he revealed something on that show, and, and anyone listening who knows what I'm about to say, uh, it's a pretty pretty odd, odd uh, headline. But um, this report comes from Lights, Camera, Barstool, and Paul Bettany says this. I know that Joss Whedon, the director of Age of Ultron, apparently really, really wanted the rendition of him when Vision first is born, before he's clothed, Whedon is like, he's got to have a penis. <laughs> so, for anyone listening, I just want you to imagine Vision's birth scene in Age of Ultron, if you can remember it. If you can't, I can't really either. It's been a long few movies since but i i've recently seen age of ultron so it's it's there i'm okay so you tell us kelsey right kelsey would this scene have been better if vision had a penis because you know when babies are born they're in their naked form they're they're in their purest form they're naked you know you see their their private parts what is your opinion on us seeing vision's private parts when he's born um i don't necessarily think that that would have added anything to the story <laughs> right. um because he's he's a computer you know he's not really i mean vision doesn't really have a gender i'd say i mean we refer to him as like he him i guess but i definitely yeah. disagree with what <laughs> was said um 
when so his birth scene is when he just kind of like arises out of the pod and he just yes. like kind of lands on the edge like all cool i'll even do mm-hmm. it for the people who are watching on youtube he's like this like on the yes. edge and so and his legs are strategically covering the crotch area because i think that they were like you know hinting at the fact that hey maybe one might be there or there's not something there at all maybe he's just a ken doll from the waist down we don't know <laughs> oh, gosh. So... I, mean, maybe. I know they never really go into the anatomy we, we see a little bit with hulk when he like goes from hulk back to banner and sometimes he's like oh i gotta cover up because now like all my clothes have been ripped off of me but but you never really think about vision because he's like not a human but he's also in a human form and it was just weird so um yeah no uh, whedon was very adamant he has to have a penis i want to see some drawings of penises they drew them up they're in the storyboards if you go to Mar- Marvel and you dig for those storyboards you might be able to find some x-rated marvel shit um but uh of course kevin feige stepped in was like ah eh, let's not uh and i think that might might be part of the reason why we don't see uh, joss whedon direct again and how the russo brothers kind of took on the big avengers civil war projects instead um because because you know joss whedon was also the guy who they sent in to dc i know we're crossing from marvel to dc but for justice league he took over when Zack snyder had to leave and drop out of the production so and uh they say that the weakest part of the parts of the movie are the ones that joss did so joss whedon uh that will be his legacy (laughs) the marvel cinematic universe is giving us the great avengers film an okay age of ultron film and giving us a weird storyboard of vision's penis I also think just, like, logistically, like, if we saw Vision's penis, it would have made it, like, easily, like, in R or at least, like, X-rated film, I feel. Like, just, well, like... Yeah, I, I guess you would. I mean, I guess because it would technically be a robot penis. I don't know if it counts in terms of the X or R rating. Um, but I don't know. That's another Curious. story for another time. Uh, so let's dive into this show. Let's dive into Marvel Vision. WandaVision, I did it again. I keep saying Marvel Vision because I've just got Vision on the brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just have the the, uh, Vision's um, member the news, on the brain. Not the news, not the nudes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so, oh, okay. Thank so, you for yeah, um, that up. So WandaVision, episode four. We, uh, the title, we interrupt this broad, oh, this program, right? We interrupt this program. Interrupt this program. So talk about an interruption. We've had this very linear like uh blueprint of this is our sitcom and then at the end something else slips in at the end but now we're fully erased from the sitcom nature i mean i'm assuming we'll go back into it but uh we can talk about that later but we are introduced right off the bat with a pre-marvel uh intro we we don't even have the intro right away we have a, a cold open uh kelsey want to talk about it oh yeah so we open with um monica blipping back into a hospital room where we learn it's because she was sitting by her mother who had just gotten out of an operation and to her it's like you know it's only been 20 minutes time if if you know max she says but we find out that she obviously she since she's flipping back it is the five years have gone by and unfortunately marie rambo has passed away from cancer two years prior to where we see monica at now yeah, it's uh, um, it was a very scary. Uh, it kind of felt a little scary, you know. It was a scary moment, just like when the snap happened. It was it was scary because everyone doesn't know really what's going on. They're coming back into this reality. They think it's ten minutes later, but really it's five years later, and that's why she's in such disbelief. Uh, first off. I just want to say the past few weeks we've been saying we know who these characters are because of IMDb, but don't look on IMDb if you don't want to be spoiled. But um, then Disney, the day before the episode came out, posted a little short clip of Monica and Jimmy Woo. So you know that two characters from past movies are back because Disney spoiled it themselves. So I yeah. wish we had been able to talk about it in the past. I was keeping it ambiguous for anyone who didn't know and i hope you got a great shock out of it if you didn't know but we knew ahead of time that this was monica rambo who we last saw in captain marvel when she was young mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's interesting that you describe the scene as scary because we think of them of everyone coming back you know once hulk snapped five years later we think of it as such a happy event when in reality like it's very chaotic like to like see it playing out in the moment not just yeah. with the superheroes like you know taking on Thanos immediately after it happened but we think of it just like people who are just going about their day-to-day lives and then these people are 
emerging right in front of them, more confused than ever. It's a hospital. So now there's visitors coming back, family members coming back, maybe even patients coming back who now they have to treat all over again. Like it was, it's very, uh, it, it looked at an event and through a different lens, which I, uh, found interesting. Yeah, because we get a little bit of like Spider-Man and Far From Home talking about the blip, but we really don't know the details of how do you come back. Do you come back the same way you left? And and it looks like you do. You yeah. come in with dust. You 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 you're, you build yourself from the dust rather than escaping and losing yourself to the dust. Um. So Monica, uh, I I love Monica as a character. I think it's interesting that we see her only when she's younger and now she's older. So we haven't gotten this whole middle chunk of her life. And this is honestly where a little bit of my qualm with the episode. I like the episode. But part of the episode for me that I didn't really love is that Maria Rambo was easily the breakout character of Captain Marvel for a lot of people, including myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lashana Lynch is an amazing actress. She's going to be in the next James Bond movie. She's already making a name for herself. And I was excited to see what Maria would do in this universe. And then right away in the first two minutes of this, we find out she's dead. And it just kind of, it, um, I, we didn't say spoiler alert, but in the title it says spoiler review. So I hope we didn't spoil that for you, but if we did, I'm sorry, but yeah, Maria's dead. And it's, it's, it's a little, a little bit of a bummer to me because I really wanted to see her and, you know, we could see in Captain Marvel two, we bring Maria back, but for the sake of this being the first thing with the Rambos since Captain Marvel and right off the bat, it's just, yeah, she built up this huge sword empire. Like she is in charge of sword. She is the, she is the the boss and she's dead and now we're handing it over to this white guy who is not going to be as memorable and yeah it just it just didn't really sit well with me and the fact yeah. that like i really just wanted to see i want to see maria be in charge of shield or i want to see monica as soon as she got up i wanted to see tyler be like no you're in charge now this was your mother's company this mm-hmm. is yours now but instead i know she's probably gonna have to earn her way up to the top and i, I know that's where it's going uh but i did want to kind of see them just dive into Maria's story a little bit more, or maybe give us a flashback even when in the episode of her uh, with her mother or some, something. Uh, just because I felt like we were a little bit... Um, uh, the story was cut a little short for Maria Rambo, but I hope we see her again in the future. No, I agree. And what this scene also told us was is that this WandaVision, it gave us a very clear place of uh, timeline-wise of when this is all happening. So it's about... I saw someone say about like three... Three weeks after everyone flipped back is when WandaVision starts taking place, which is, which I think is important for. Uh, I believe that's the year twenty twenty four, right? Because twenty nineteen was Endgame, and then they flash forward five years. I think it's. I think it's the year twenty twenty three. We know okay. now. We know WandaVision is in between Endgame and Far From Home. That's where we were uh, fitting timeline wise. Right. Okay. So somewhere around 2023, 2024. So it is in the future. So, um, uh, so we open, uh, Monica, that whole scene happens and then she goes to shield or to sword, sorry, which stands for sentient weapons, observation and response division. Sentients are, uh, I guess other worldly extraterrestrial forces or something. What, do you know what a sentient is? Um, I've, I, I've heard the word sentinel. Okay from my marvel encyclopedia and basically i think it's just like otherworldly you know um materials things Mm -hmm. like that yeah so um she's called in to basically uh work on this missing persons report and she's all pissed because she's like yo i just got back but like i know what i'm doing i don't need to just do a missing persons report like send me up to space and they're like no tyler's like no you, you gotta you gotta earn your dues again and, and pay your dues and, and do this missing persons report. But then we find out the missing missing persons is a lot more than just an average missing persons uh, dilemma. We, we see that there's a lot, a lot of people right. missing, a whole town basically of Westview. And I thought it was weird. The cops themselves didn't really even know that Westview was there. Uh, that was a little confusing to me. Oh, cause he said uh, Westview doesn't exist or something right. or like that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that whole interaction, I, I watched the episode twice through yeah. on Friday, because this is getting released on Monday. Yes, um, <laughs> I watched the episode twice through, and I was trying to follow along to everything that um, Jimmy Woo was saying, but I was confused because he was saying it's a missing person's case, but then that person's in the witness protection program. 
But then he was like, this isn't just a uh, a missing person. This is a missing town. So I'm like, is the entire town in the witness protection program? Is the town itself a made-up town for? Because, like, sometimes, like, this is just my knowledge from criminal minds. I'm not going to front, like, I know anything about FBI, like, on a serious level. But I'm pretty sure you, like, you get a new identity and a new home and everything when you go into the witness protection program. So this, but I feel like if it was a town made up for individuals to go into the witness protection program, the FBI would have known about it. And maybe that's why the cops didn't know that Westview existed because technically it's not supposed to because all the people there are supposed to be, you know, protected. Um, but yeah, I have I've a lot of questions about that. I literally have written in the margins here, who is the missing person? Because I feel like he doesn't even like reveal to us later on in the episode, like, oh, I'm looking for this person first name last name um and and as we see later i mean i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but these are um the these are actors that are playing roles as we later find out um so i'm wondering if these are residents of westview that went missing or they're residents from a different town that got put into this fake place called westview are the police also actors that are trying to keep people out and saying westview doesn't exist what are you talking about when they're very much aware that it exists I really don't know. And I think this is one of the things when I first watched the episode, again, with the the Maria Rambo, I was upset that we didn't get more of her and, and that it kind of just jumped the gun to, oh, she's dead, now she's out of this universe. But uh, another thing I was disappointed in was that I feel like a lot of the questions we had all got answered, and it's like, oh, so now we know what's going on, so now what? But when I rewatched the episode, I really did s- start to pick up on things and be like, wait, no, there's still so much going on that I don't know what's what's happening we do have a clear picture about what this bubble is and who these people are and who's in charge of this uh so let's not get ahead of ourselves uh let's let's uh flash forward to darcy so darcy's back that's exciting yes oh she's just she's just great i love the contrast of her character in the midst of all this she's like yeah uh when's uh can i get a cup of coffee like she's just so delightful because you got to think if this is after the Thanos thing, I mean, like everyone's like, what could get worse than that? You know, like sure. you've, you've yeah. got half the, half the universe has been blipped away and then they're back. We're using the word blip instead of snap now, which is what they're using. So we're just going to go with what they're saying. Uh, the blip happened, not the snap, the blip happened. And now, uh, you know, there's this other case and everyone has to be thinking this is this can't possibly top the blip. You know, nothing is going to top the blip, I don't think, ever in Marvel. And that's that's going to be a challenge for the whole universe as a whole going forward, is being able to really top the stakes of that. I think they're doing a good job. But um, I do think Darcy and Wu and Monica, they're all thinking, you know, what could possibly get worse than that? So when, you know, all of them are approaching this, you know, it's not as grave of a scenario yet until we see Monica go inside the bubble. And then Wu's like, oh, yeah, no, shit's getting real. Shit's going down. This could be really bad. Mm-hmm. And we find out that um, Kat Dennings' character, Darcy, was the one writing at the end of the first episode. Yes, which so was... we see the writing, we see the uh, beekeeper, we see the helicopter, we see how all these yes. things got there. So basically, the, this, yeah, this episode is basically like, um, I don't know if you've watched How I Met Your Mother, Kelsey. The, uh, the whole premise is uh, the guy telling his kids how they met their mother, but... For one episode, you get to hear the mother's side of how the mother met me. It's called How How Your Mother Met Me. And it's him telling her point of view of the story. And I felt like this was kind of that episode. It was like, so this is oh, what okay. you've seen. And now here's what everyone else is seeing. Uh, this is their point of view of the events going on. So really nothing else happened that really progressed the story. We just got the same story just told from a different point of view. Which is why it's kind of hard to like speculate much further uh, then we've already been speculating because we kind of really haven't gotten any new progression of the story, just a different point of view on it. No, yeah, totally. I It was refreshing, though, in a way, too, because the first three episodes, like, I just kept sitting here saying, Dill, I'm so confused, I'm so confused, I don't have theories, I just have more questions. So it was refreshing to kind of piece, oh, you know, I feel like at least now we have the box, we have the picture on the box and we have a majority of the main focus done. And now we just kind of have to work on like, you know, the rest of the picture, basically. I'm, I'm still work. I'm still uh, on my puzzle analogy here with this yeah. whole series. Yeah, I so think it was, honestly, I was, just... I was waiting. Sorry. No, we do this a lot. You go ahead. Kelsey. 
<laughs> Thank you. As I should, you should always let me talk. Uh, always. Um, what was I going to say? I was a little disappointed at the end of the episode because I even said out loud at some point, I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to be the end because, you know, once they, once everyone on the outside was caught up with the sitcom Wanda had created, I was like, come on, we have to go into something like a little bit more here. Like they gave us great. They gave us all the answers up until this point. Now I want to start asking more questions again. And I thought we were going to go into the next episode of the sitcom, but we didn't. And I was, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I, I have to say, a lot of my disappointment did come from, I didn't want the whole box yet. Like, I know now we're going oh, outside okay. the box, but I didn't want the box yet. Like, it's fun to kind of, like, put all these things together. But that's just me. I know a lot of people were waiting, like, okay, we're kind of in the same formula. What's next? Uh, whereas I was just kind of, like, enjoying it. Like, I was enjoying the time and the breathing and, like, letting, to, letting it just go. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to see what's happening now going forward so yeah. uh, back to our just recap so uh, darcy these cosmic microwave background radiations the cmbrs are extra strong and she's like yo this isn't just sound this is visual i need a tv to plug this i don't know how waves and radiation and stuff works but like she plugged it into this big tv and then she was able to see all this stuff and unfolding in a sitcom and that kind of comes to the question of why a sitcom because we just know that like the sitcom kind of embodies the perfect lifestyle for Wanda, but why is the sitcom progressing? Like why, why do we not just stay in the happy I love Lucy times? Why are we progressing each decade? And these are all questions that the question that the characters are asking themselves as well. And I like when we're kind of on the same wavelength as those characters. Um, and uh, the, the other thing I, I noticed was that Jimmy Woo is very, very much not a subtle guy. He very much says what everyone else is thinking, but says it very blatantly. Like when he says, um, the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers, like he's saying it as it is. And it's a little on the nose, but I feel like for his personality, it makes sense. And for his, you know, his character, it makes sense that he's kind of just saying what the show is. It almost felt like for the people who aren't Marvel watchers who are watching this, he's the guy telling them. So here's what's going on in case you didn't yeah. pick up on it. And I, I kind of don't love when shows just kind of tell you the exposition, like, oh, yeah, so they're trapped in a sitcom and we don't know what's up. You know, I don't love when they just kind of speak oh, okay. out and dialogue what's exactly going on. But I guess for people who aren't as diehard Marvel fans, it's important to kind of have that voice to tell them, hey, here's exactly what's going on, just so you're on the same page. I get what you're saying. I think I kind of like him because I feel like he's like an outlet for the audience. Like, like you said, he's asking the questions that we're all thinking. So it's almost like, oh, great, we're on the same page, me, me and yeah. this character. And obviously he's going to have more help than I will figuring out what's going on. So as long as another character in the show is, is, is as confused as I am, I feel like I'm not sitting here like an idiot and, you know, <laughs> feeling down about myself. At least I have this one character that I can absolutely really relate to. And I think mm -hmm. that's pretty much like his role in this. Because, you know, at the same time, like, we like obviously like we've been watching this since episode one but his character and, and Kat Dennings and and all these people now this whole sword team is playing catch-up you know they're like oh we we this is all very new to us we need to figure this out from day one and what's going on and you know record that you know make sure that that broadcast is recording we can go uh look back on that and everything that's going on so it's almost yeah. nice to see them working out all the things and all the theories that we have in this episode. Right. So next in the episode, we see um, that they start putting all these names to faces. They start picking out who these residents are and the license plates, uh, or not license plates, the um, driver's licenses of all these New Jersey residents, which is kind of fun because we're all like, hey, that's our license because we're from Jersey. Hey. Um, <laughs> but what I thought was interesting was that there was one character that her picture was up there, but she didn't have a license. Did you see which one it was? Oh boy, did I, Dill. And I wasn't going to bring her up until the end, but we can jump right into her. We don't have to jump into theories, but we can we can talk okay. about who who had a picture and who didn't. So they identified everyone, and Agnes, of course, is the one who we see her picture, but we don't have an identity yet. So maybe she isn't from this initial town where all these other people were plucked. Uh, we're not sure. I didn't think I heard Dottie's name either, but it doesn't seem like Dottie's no. name. Um, I wrote down the characters if you want me to. Please. Okay. Um, so the first people they identify is Mr. and Mrs. Hart from episode one, the boss and the wife, as Todd and Sharon Davis. And I have a fun fact that, if if I may, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I looked into all these names to see if these were real people in the Marvel comics in my handy dandy encyclopedia here. Um, none of them really had any uh, real connections. I think they're just people. But uh, Todd Davis is actually an actor who was a townsperson in Iron Man 3. So it's just like funny that they went with the name Todd Davis because he existed. Um, Then we have Norm as Abolish Tandon. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I really hope I'm not butchering it. Um, Abolash. And maybe it's Abolash. Abolash Tandon. Jones, our funny guy with the mustache, is... um, Harold Proctor, I also noticed when uh, Darcy was talking about him, his picture was on her computer. He also had an alias name, which I thought was interesting. And I'm not sure if I was reading this right because I was watching on my big TV back here. It's kind of far away. But he had, it said his name, Harold Proctor, and then it said underneath alias, sit, like sit down in your chair, Amet, A-M-E-T. And I looked into both of those names and I couldn't find anything, but I just thought it was interesting that he's the only one that kind of has like an alias. Again, I could have been reading it so wrong, but I just thought that that was interesting. Um, Beverly is Isabel Matsuwata. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm so sorry. And Herb is John Collins. And those were the only people that they discovered that they said out loud at least. And then of course we zoom out, we see Agnes's picture. And actually she doesn't even have a legal name written down on her uh, like paper at all. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that they didn't say her name out loud for us to hear. It's that I don't even think that they found a real name for her, Mm. you know? Okay. Or at least from what I could see on my TV, it didn't look like they had a legal name written down for her. Yeah, I think we're along the whole Agatha Harkness train, and I think they're kind of leaving right. us out of it because that's gonna be that's kind of gonna be the other big mystery that's gonna um, unfold is a who else is in on it with Wanda, and b what's Agnes's involvement because we know it's more than meets the eye. At least I think. right. And Dill, you said these people were actors before they were well, confirmed to be actors. Not really. Confirmed, I'm, so, but... I'm so confused as to who they were. Because Wu, Jimmy Wu was saying, Agent Wu was saying that, um, like, this guy is playing the role of Herb, and this this girl is playing the role of Mrs. Hart, or played by. He keeps saying played by and playing the role of. So, so my in my assumptions, I don't know if the people are conscious as to who they're playing, or if they are uh, controlled mentally to play these roles, and they can't really snap out of it. Um, I really don't know. And I think that's another good question for what's to come is, are these people all in on it? And are they voluntarily acting in these roles? Do they think they are these roles? Because we know Vision thinks he's Vision. And, you know, according to the agents outside, you know, Vision's dead. We have confirmed Vision is dead. He's not back. This is a some other form of Vision that exists mm-hmm. in this universe specifically. Uh, so I think it's just very interesting. And I think this was really to kind of pose all the questions we need to be asking this episode. Because I think earlier we were kind of asking who's in control what is this what is going on why is sitcom now we've kind of answered who's in control and the purpose of this whole bubble and now this episode was asking okay what else do we want to know about this and why the why not the right. what and i think that was this episode's purpose was to answer the what and now we can dive into the why um anything else with the episode um we see geraldine they finally spot her in the show uh, and then we finally get the reveal of what actually happens between Geraldine and Wanda. Mm-hmm. And this is where I will have to say, Kelsey, you were right and I was wrong. Uh, Thank you. Kelsey last week, Kelsey last week said uh, she thought that um, Wanda was in control of this and Wanda was the one who kicked Geraldine out. And Wanda is the one who wants to create this perfect life for herself. And I was under the impression that Wanda was a prisoner to someone else's plan. I thought Agnes was in control. And she might still have some involvement, but I thought this was all Agnes is doing and Wanda was trapped in it and Monica was in there to try to help rescue Wanda. But as we see, mm-hmm. this is not the case. Wanda is fully in control of her own world and we see that right. because she's the one who kicks her out. We see her just totally just smash her through the different walls out of the universe. It, it almost reminded me of um, the ancient one in Doctor Strange with the... When she like hits oh, someone. Oh, when she knocks Hulk out of his body. Right. Or brings yeah, like, out of Hulk. 
Yeah, it, it reminded me of that. And also, at the end when she says, um, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. And then Wanda tells Vision, this is our home. I have everything under control. So yeah. we, we know at this point. I mean, that was kind of our, our loose episode recap. I mean, that was kind of all the big points we hit on. But uh, like that is kind of where we're going now. Wanda is in control of this universe to some extent. This seems like her perfect world uh, that she's made. Kelsey, why do you think she made this world to begin with? I mean, is it as obvious as trying to cope with Vision's death and try to accept the fact that he's still alive somehow? I mean, we see in the episode that for a split second, Wanda does see Vision as his, you know, mm. died self with the Mind Stone ripped out of him. And he's, you know, his his eyes are rolled back in his head. Like, he's, we see that in, in yeah. through Wanda's perspective in the episode. So... I think that it's just really totally to be um, happy for once because if, if it is, you know, after the blip and everyone comes back, she can look, she looks around and she sees everyone getting their person back. She sees Tony and uh, Peter's reunion, you know, uh, all these people getting their families and friends and loved ones back. And she looks around and, and she doesn't have her brother back. And she doesn't get vision back. So that would absolutely, it really, this episode really made me realize, because at first you want to look at it and be like, oh my God, like Wanda, like you almost like look at her, like how you were looking at her last week deal was kind of like, she might be the next villain, you know, like you kind of look at her like a, a villainous, like, you know, there's, there's some malice behind of all of what she's doing. But then you look back at the entire 23 movies and, and the couple that she was featured in and realize how much she's gone through, you know, like she had to kill Vision, watch him come back to life, watch him to this, just then be taken away from her a second time to then when they all come back, she finally gets her one on one battle with the man who ruined her life, nearly kills him until he, you know, uh, fires the, the ships. Mm-hmm. or the, you know the spaceships down on the on the battle scene you you start to think back about everything that she's gone through that it totally makes sense why she would build up this this false reality that takes mm-hmm. place in like the 1950s you know i i can't blame her i if i had magical powers to build up my my uh utopia if you will <laughs> i i would totally take advantage yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think this, in Wanda's mind, she's doing the right thing. She is making this universe for herself to live happily, finally. Because she hasn't been able to do that, even from when she was young. We know her parents died, and she was born this mutant who didn't really know how to control her powers. She's always, even before the movie, she's lived this life of struggle. Mm-hmm. And we really see her now finally happy for the first time since, I guess, Civil War, when we saw her in Vision very happy, or Infinity War, when we saw her in Vision very happy together. And she yeah. had that happiness, and then it got stripped away from her again. Wanda has been through the most of almost any character in this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, next to no one. I really think she's been through the most. And I do think uh, that this is a really tricky tightrope to walk because you know that the, what she's doing is not right. There are people that are literally playing other people and are right. not able to live their own lives. But at the same time, it's like, but Wanda finally gets to be happy. And as a fan of hers, I'm like, I want you to be happy. I want you to live your life and be happy. Right. But, uh, it's definitely. But then at the same time, it's sad to, because because my big question is after this episode was, I mean, you're pretty uh, uh, convinced about the fact that vi- Vision is gone. Like the yeah. Vision that we knew and loved is just absolutely gone. But what I thought was interesting was I, along with the scene where we were getting like all the, um, the real names of all the characters in the sitcom was I wrote down what Wu was writing down under the, under a category on the whiteboard called what we don't know, why the hexagonal shape, which I thought was interesting that you pointed out. Before you do that, let me just bring this up for our, for our video listeners or watchers. I brought up the whiteboard. I actually have the picture picture up there. Yeah, so you can read off of it now, Kel. So we can, this is this is what we will be referencing. I didn't put a lot of pictures in this. This is the only one I have for this episode. But I want to start incorporating some pictures into the you know the video. So Kelsey, wait, that's go so ahead. funny. Yeah. Right. So he yeah. wrote down why the hexagonal shape, which I thought it was interesting that that was something that caught your eye in um, the '70s episode with the the intro. They had the hexagonal shape. If you notice right. throughout the entirety of being in the sword lab. 
um, the, the hexagons were everywhere. You know, they were looking down at maps that were complete hexagons. So, you know, maybe this, uh, there is something behind right. um, the hexagon stuff. He also has why sitcom, same space and time. And the last question, is Vision alive? Yeah. So do you think that he, this might be teasing a possible return of Vision into the reality that we, the reality that, you know, Darcy and Wu were in? Or do you think that it was just a general, uh, general, je- oh my goodness, a <laughs> genuine question that Wu was asking? Like, is this Vision or is, is this just a, a figment of Wanda's imagination? I don't know if it's necessarily a figment of imagination, but it could be something built like another vision built for her or another reincarnation programmed by her. Or maybe if we're going to still follow along the same Mephisto line, uh, if he's in, in introduced in this as like the devil like figure, could she have made a deal with the devil that in order to get vision back, she has to live in this universe because why, why a sitcom we see in this board, which I'll bring up again, you know, why, sitcoms and i think that has to do with i think it almost has to be a punishment maybe or you that, think like, the, the only... devil was like oh i'm gonna give you the worst punishment you're gonna have to live in i love lucy and the brady bunch and then roseanne and, and full well, house Ha-ha! <laughs> well i mean as long as long as they're not living in the cosby show um but <laughs> uh, we might edit that out we'll see uh, <laughs> Anyway, oh boy, oh boy. Maybe part of it was that you can't live comf- you can't live your life as it was with vision. You have to live a fake life. If you want vision back, if we are going to bring you this fake vision, if you need vision, then you need to live in an artificial life because this is not real life. Vision's dead, and it's almost kind of guilting her into, "Hey, the only way you can have him is if you're living this fictional life." And I think eventually we're going to have to see Wanda deal with that and and realize that the real world now with monica able to come in and monica bringing up ultron she's starting to let those real world memories come back to her and we see vision and this is the scariest image of the show so far is vision just comes in and he's this the the white eyes and the and the stone out of the head he's got this crazy corpse zombie like figure that was that scared the shit out of me and and i'm glad they're doing this horror uh angle for the show as i've said multiple weeks do you think that it might be like, okay, I don't know if you're familiar with Riverdale. No, I am not. Enlighten okay. me. Well, then, <laughs> will you ever watch Riverdale? I will not, but the, the viewers might, so we might not want to spoil it for them. Well, but, it, uh, it's what happened in season one. Okay. you you Can you dance oh, around it without spoiling? Actually, actually maybe it doesn't happen in, in season one. Scratch the Riverdale <laughs> Sense. okay but so if you if you watch this... riverdale it might it might have something to do with riverdale <laughs> sorry cole, cole sprouse but... is vision <laughs> no 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 that's not where i'm going with this at all do you think that it might be like as because as we know there's a storyline in the comics where wanda just completely loses her mind so do you think that she's just has vision's corpse and she's just so crazy that she sees him like alive <laughs> But the but to everyone else, it's literally just Wanda like talking to his corpse, and everyone's like, "Yeah, ha ha, good good dinner, Wanda." Like, oh shit, and she's the only person that sees him alive. Oh. I just thought of that right now. Oh, that's weird. And maybe that's like that's some... why for a split second. Actually, this is this is a bigger spoiler for another movie. Uh, so cover your ears if you haven't seen Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. But there's kind of a similar. I won't spoil it, but there's a similar plot line there where diana wonder woman sees a character as how she sees him whereas he looks totally different to everyone else so this might you might be on something kels because maybe maybe it is vision's corpse that she just has dancing around like a marionette and and she in her mind is picturing him as a person the only way i somewhat doubt that is because we do see vision on his own in the show if vision was only with Wanda in the show it'd be different but i think because we've seen vision kind of do his own thing in the show maybe vision really is vision in this universe i don't think vision exists i'm still on the thing where he's dead i don't think he's back necessarily but but then to combat that to combat what you're saying is like he cannot be completely in wanda's head because other people are interacting with him right 
you know? Yeah, so which makes so, me think maybe it is some artificially made person. It's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> I That is my biggest question is, what is this vision? Is this a vision that is vision alive? Like, but And it made me think back to Endgame, like when Hulk snapped everyone back, why can't there be some re, you know, vision out there from the snap? Because he died before Thanos snapped? Yeah, I think Hulk was just bringing back the people that Thanos snapped away. I don't necessarily know how you tell the gauntlet, this is what I want. Because, like, how did... Cause, like, how did Hulk, like, say, I want to bring back everyone who was snapped away? Snap. Like, he could have snapped and then just sweat, ha- snapped away the other half of the universe. You know, like, how how does the Infinity Gauntlet know what the Possessor wants? Like, how did, yeah. how did the Gauntlet know that Iron Man was snapping away Thanos? You know, like, it's, it's one of those things where I think the Infinity Gauntlet just sense it. Like, it's almost like a, a sorting hat thing where, like your mind um, and, the, and the and the glove the, you know you're in on the same page and like okay yeah but i think hulk just wanted to bring people back who were snapped away because if he brought back everyone that thanos ever killed i mean you bring vision back you get loki back and then you have two lokis in there you have gamora back for real you have black widow comes back you know like if you just yeah. well i guess black widow wasn't killed by thanos but um yeah i think it'd be interesting if hulk was like bring back everyone thanos ever killed and then then you have so many people coming back um so I really think I, I think it's more he brought back who was snapped away and that's it. Okay, Which I is unfortunate. But, um, so do you think that like there's a 2012 Loki now floating around the universe that we may you know see come back in the MCU, not just within his show, but in the actual you know later movies, Thor movies maybe? Do you think that there's you know like a 2013 Vision? you know, somewhere that we might get back? Or do you think that after WandaVision's done, we're never seeing Vision again? I don't know. I I mean, I think with the Loki point, it has been confirmed by Kevin Feige that this next Loki series is about the Loki that escaped in 2012 with the Tesseract Mm -hmm. uh, in in the time travel. That is the Loki. The Loki that we knew from the major storyline is dead. I think it might be the same thing with Vision where somehow in this show we were able to really bring him back for real um, I don't know. I guess that's just gonna have to wait and see. I don't think I don't think right now that this is the real vision, but it might be. You never know. What I wanted to point out on this whiteboard, look on the left, Kels. Do you see that uh, little scrolls? Oh, scrolls! So that, you think scrolls yeah. are involved? Well, here's the thing. We saw at the end of Far From Home in the post-credit scene that the scrolls were taking the shapes of Nick Fury and. Oh man, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Maria Hill. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, we see scrolls can take shape of other people's bodies, and this leads us leads us to another series that's coming up in a few years, Secret Invasion. And Secret Invasion is all about how the scrolls are taking on other people's personas and bodies, and and I think it's it's really busting the doors wide open on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, saying this is literally like anyone can be anyone, and that's yeah. a little scary, you know. So do you think Vision's a scroll? He could be. You never know. I mean, I think the most like the most reasonable answer I would have is either Wanda is imagining him and like conjured him up somehow maybe from his dead body and like put a spell on him to make him alive but only in the restraints of this world or it mm-hmm. might be a scroll that Agnes was like, "Yo, hey, you're playing the role of Vision, and if you break the rules, I'm going <laughs> to unleash my husband, Mephisto, on you. Or she's not related to Mephisto, and Agnes is literally just a neighbor, but, you know. Yeah. I, it's There's so many things you can, you know, speculate. And I went into this episode, like this Marvelous Movie Mondays episode, being like, all our questions were answered. Like, it's Wanda's world, and she controls it, and everyone else sees it as a sitcom. But now yeah. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot more... <laughs> No, I still have a lot of questions. I I I want to know how these people got involved. Were they all brainwashed by Wanda? Because they're not entirely brainwashed. Because we see in the Herb Agnes interaction with Vision from Episode Three is that they are able to, you know, break free from their characters per se. Because he was about to tell Vision, "We're all here because," right. and we never got the answer. So it's like. They couldn't have been, they're not completely brainwashed by Wanda because, you know, we, we got a taste from that from Herb. So how did they get involved? Who are they really? Like, who are, you know, who is John Collins? What's his role in the MCU, if at all? 
what how did they get to Westview? Yeah. I still have questions. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good question because I, I I think you're right. I think we we think that they might some of them might be actors playing roles, but then again they acknowledge the fact that they are in some sort of simulation. I don't know. Maybe everyone's on the same page and everyone is on the bad side or on the good side. Or Wanda made up all these people and told them, hey, this is what I want to happen and you're going to follow my rules or I'm going to literally kill you because she can't, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think when Wu was kept saying, oh, this guy played by this guy, I don't think he was necessarily insinuating that they are actors. I think mm -hmm. that he was just trying to differentiate between their real identities and who's who Wanda has made them to be in this sitcom so right. i'm not necessarily sold that like i don't think wanda put out a casting call on breakdown it was like looking for <laughs> 1960 types uh you know like need a annoying neighbor who will help me in shenanigans need right. a blonde woman you know will be antagonist like i i don't think mm -hmm. that's that's what's happening here yeah, but i do think i do think they are all conscious though of who each other are because yeah we do have Wanda when she sees Geraldine uh, the first time she like introduces herself and Geraldine takes a minute to say, I'm Geraldine because she has to yes. think of the name because yes. she realizes if I say I'm Maria Rambo or, or sorry, Monica Rambo, mm -hmm. then, you know, she might know who I am and she might, you know, kick me out. But then when she hears the thing about Pietro, she really is like, you know, she, and now we, it makes sense because she lost someone. We know she lost someone. She lost her mom. So we know that she feels something along that path of, oh, I lost a family member too. He was killed by Ultron. And that's when she's just trying to like sympathize with her. But then I think she realizes, oh shit, Wanda's going to find out that I'm not really supposed to be here and she's going to kick me out. And that's exactly what she did. So I think, I think Monica very well knew that she shouldn't say anything in front of Wanda. And then when she did, she realized it was a mistake. I don't think she was trying to save her like I thought last week. I thought she was attempting to try to get through to Wanda, but I think she realized, oh, shoot, no, I can't bring that up or I'm going to get thrown out of here, which she did. Right. And it also brings into question now, in, in like you look at what Agnes was saying about Geraldine in a whole new way, because it's not just, oh, she doesn't have a home, she's not from here. It's like, well, we all know why we're here who's this new character who we didn't right. know was getting introduced to the lot to the mm -hmm. you know the plot line or whatever so it's mm -hmm. like it, it, it like i said i just have i have i no more answers just more questions yeah. well that'll that'll leave our our recap and speculation uh where it is i mean we end with the 80s now we're in the 80s so the aspect ratio changed again i love that i love when the the dimensions change i love i love playing with aspect ratio and and they did it again and now we're going into what looks like another sitcom. But I hope now that we've gotten some of the otherworldly stuff, they can kind of transition between it and not mm -hmm. keep it the same formula of 20 minutes sitcom, five minutes other stuff. Like, I hope now we're able to kind of go back and forth more easily, you know? I just want to talk about our, before we go into, like, if you have any Easter eggs. I um, don't have a ton, but yeah. Okay, uh, just like the last scene was just filled with so much. I had to write down the dialogue because I was like, wow, there's a lot to unpack here. Because Wanda says to Geraldine, you are not my neighbor, you are not my friend, and now you are trespassing and I want you gone. And then just <laughs> yeets her out of the simulation. Yep. Um, so then she turns to see a dead vision and he says, we don't have to stay here. We can go wherever we like. And Wanda just says, no, we can't. This is our home. I have everything under control. And it yeah. just, I felt, I was like, oh my God, I have full body chills right now. So now I feel like because of that, Vision might become more of a, an antagonist type. Like, I feel like he's definitely going like, to like combat Wanda a little bit more in this because I feel like he's going to realize sooner or later why can't we leave this place? Why can't we just like be together and, and live a normal life? Why are we here? And he's going to realize you're doing all this just to like, just to live out, live through like my, your memory of me and to just, you're doing all this for me. You're wasting your life for me. And he's probably not going to want her to do that. So I feel like we're going to get to a point where vision is entirely trying to break Wanda out of the simulation. And she's going to be like, no, that's, I'm here for a reason. This is not what I wanted. I, I want to be with you in whatever form that takes. And I don't care how it happens. 
And yeah. then I, of course, had to write down the song that plays, played us out at, at, on our end credits, which was Voodoo Child by mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, which is like... You know who he is, right? Yes, I know who Jimi Hendrix is. Well, you didn't know the monkeys, so... I knew the monkeys, I just never knew, uh, heard that song. Oh, okay, okay. We're the monkeys walking down the street, or whatever that song is. Yeah. You know it. Um, you yeah. know the song? I know the song. But, yeah. So, if you, Dill, I don't know if you want to go into any Easter eggs you yeah, I mean, found I through the way. Did. I find a lot. But I mean, we you, did I see. Hear what you uh, might have come across. Yeah, I mean, we, we see, you know, the, the whiteboard had a ton of Easter eggs. The scrolls and, and who is Vision, why the sitcom. Uh, but I do right. think uh, another visual we saw, the plaque. Uh, with Maria Rambo in the sword building was was nice. We got to see a picture of her mom, uh, Maria. Yeah. Um, and, and did we you saw see what it said uh, uh, her name. Photon. Yes. Yes, which was her call sign, I believe, in the Air Force, right? Um. Possibly. That sounds maybe right. I looked into Photon to see if okay. like, it was. Um a person or or maybe her her superhero alias or something in the in the comics um and it led me to a guy named genus vel who mm-hmm. became photon following the death of the kree warrior captain marvel so you know the woman oh what's her what's her real name carol she comes as no 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 she, carol danvers is like mentor who she sees oh. when she like you yeah, know, I forget her name. Now, the actress is Annette Benning. Yeah. Yeah. So after she died in the in the comics, this guy Genus Vell takes on the um uh, uh role of Photon. But it was very confusing because I couldn't find Marie it, Rambo in my encyclopedia. All the only Rambo that's in here is Monica, and oh. actually Monica started as Photon first. And then G- this guy Genus came to him, came to her, and he was like, "Oh well, um, I'm Photon." Wait, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm screwing all this. The, the comic first, book lore is 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 uh is the very first Photon was Monica Rambeau, and then he wanted to be Captain Marvel because like it was like his dead father or something. I, <sighs> whatever, never mind. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Anyway, okay. I looked into Photon. Photon turned out to be a person that was connected to Monica. Thought that was interesting. That's that's Very the gist. <laughs> um, so we also see uh, right when we see Jimmy Woo, he finally masters the card trick that he has been working on since yes. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, uh, that was another fun thing. I uh, did notice that. that. Yeah, the Easter eggs are very much more callbacks to different things, even within this series. Uh, so, like the the hexagons, which is also the beehive shape, which is also the the sitcom um, bubble for the Brady Bunch thing. Uh, we see a lot of product placement in this episode. We see baked lays uh, when they're talking about children. She says, "Hey, do you want one?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I've always wanted a baby someday." And she's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chip. And he's like, "Oh yeah." And they, they eat the baked lays. Uh, lays probably got a lot of great money from this episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, we see sword again. We know what sword is. That was an Easter egg a few episodes ago, but now it's like an actual legit thing. Um, otherwise, I really don't have many Easter eggs. I think this was very much you know, like very clear cut. Like this is just exposition. Here's what's happening on the other side, and this is a callback to later to earlier in the series, but not necessarily a callback to anything else in the MCU uh, as far as right now. Um, yeah. I there were a few times I caught numbers on the screen, so obviously I looked into them. There were a few license plates. There were a few numbers on the different cars. Um, Did they mean anything? Didn't mean anything. Okay. One I didn't find anything about the numbers, which I'm getting a little sad because I feel like now my role in this is uh, useless, and now I have no role in this because the okay. numbers. Haven't meant anything for a while now. Well, you found all the names of the the actors or New Jersey residents, so you're the you're the numbers girl and Jersey girl. How about that? Oh, I will gladly take on that title of Jersey girl. I uh, wow, that is a badge that I will certainly. So whenever, so whenever we have a New Jersey resident that needs identifying within a Marvel Cinematic Universe, you are the girl to go to for that. All right, of I I'm going to make a list of all the people in here that are from New Jersey and get back to you, Dale. 
All right, that's your project for next week. Um, speaking of, we'll be back again next Monday for some Marvel Vision. Oh my gosh, I did it again. For some WandaVision episode five. Uh, Wait, I still have more things to say. Are we wrapping oh, it up? I was wrapping now? it up. I was wrapping it up, but hey, if you want to keep going, keep going, Kels. Oh, I just had one last thing to add because, or two things, really. Because okay. after we learned how everything that was going on um, you know, outside WandaVision in reality, I wanted to go back and watch the first two episodes to see if I could, you know, piece more stuff together. So the only thing that I uh, noticed was that in the opening credits of episode one, um, Wanda and Vision are driving down a car into Westview, and they're actually driving down the street that Wu and Monica mm -hmm. are on when they're, you know, when she's trying to fly, fly the drone, who oh, fly the drone into Westview which I thought okay. was interesting. And I have a, I also had another question that we didn't get to was we saw what happened with the glitches uh, after mm. Geraldine was thrown out and with Dottie and the, and the hand stuff. When Wanda goes back to rewind the tape with the beekeeper, who we now know is a sword agent who's not a beekeeper at all. What happened to him? Did he just like transfer? back did he like question. re like i like is he still stuck there like what what happened to him because his <laughs> he, he's rope attached, it comes back up as a jump rope because everything that goes in there that's not from the time period wanda changes so that it's useless and they can't you know they don't get anything from it so right. i'm like how did he how did he get back to reality that's a good question i have no idea I mean, where is he? Is it? He's probably just still out there. He's probably hanging on Westview. Like, yo, where can I get a hot dog or a burger around here? You know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, where can I get a nice cup of coffee? Which is funny because Darcy also needs her cup of coffee, and she still has not gotten her cup of coffee that she's asked for three times in the episode. I don't um, think that that was a a big ask as well. I think that a cup right. of coffee was the least they could have done. I mean, they brought her a whole big ass tv but they couldn't bring her a cup of coffee a tv from like the 1950s they just had that lying around <laughs> right. like, like yeah can you go get me a tv one minute later oh yeah thanks uh, can i get that cup of coffee yeah no you're gonna be uh waiting like yeah, two weeks no. for the cup of coffee <laughs> well anyway i think that wraps it up right yes <laughs> now now i'm done now we can okay. now we can end it yeah so you can you can find us again next monday uh for episode five which uh we'll bring more marvel title uh headlines we'll bring more speculation more easter eggs if we have them um and hopefully we'll have some good 80s stuff to talk about some nice 80s throwbacks I, take a guess what sh what show do you think they're gonna parody um from the 80s yeah. oh god i don't know many 80s sitcoms. Yeah. i'm thinking maybe like family ties is like where i think they're gonna go maybe I don't know. maybe maybe we'll see uh we'll we'll be able to talk all about all that next week um so, Kelsey, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on the internet on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick, and you can find me on YouTube at Cause Productions. Like and subscribe. That's right. And you can find me at Dylan underscore Randazzo at Twitter and at YouTube uh, here at the Dill Pickle Movie Network. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure to like, make sure to share, make sure to subscribe if you like this content. Even if you don't like this content, but you like us and you want us to keep talking about other things, Marvel, even if you're not watching WandaVision, still like it, still subscribe it, still tell people about it. And if you are listening to us on audio, thank you for downloading. Thank you. Uh, give us your star reviews if you're on Apple Podcasts. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts. We officially got it figured out. We're officially there. And guess what? We do not any longer have a 100% male audience. We now have some females listening to our show. So um, if you're yeah. listening to our show, let us know. Put it in the comments. Say, I like the show or I didn't like the show. Tell us your theories um, and so forth. Uh, just let us know what you thought and what you're thinking for the show. Uh, and let us know. Once once we're done with the show, we're going to have to start come up with other topics if there aren't actual episodes or movies coming out that weekend. So tell us what you want to see us rank. Do you want to see us rank villains? Or do you want to see us do Marvel rankings of movies? Do you want us to dive into some comics talk? Like, let us know what you want us to do. We will do it. Um, as always, you know, we'll be here every Monday. And it's been a real fun time. <laughs> so um, that's it for me. That's, I'm um, good too.
All right. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.